Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Hey guys, welcome to the Fear and Beer Podcast. This is episode five, and today we're going to be going over that newest speculation map from Horror Night Nightmares. This is their version 3.5, so last week, I believe it was on Friday, today for us is Monday, you'll hear this on Friday, so one week removed from when they dropped this, they put out an updated version of that speculation map that we all kind of know and love and, and clamor for every time they put out a new new version so we are going to go over the properties that we lost, the properties that we gained, and we're going to kind of just go over all of that and see what we think is going to stay, what's going to go, is anything going to change, and our just overall thoughts on the map. So we'll get dived into that in just a second, right after we start cracking some beers. So of course, before we get into the fear, let's talk about the beer we're featuring tonight. This is actually Familiar Brewery. Uh, we did the same thing from one of the, We did something else from these guys a couple episodes ago. It's Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales again. This time, Nick is drinking what's called Kvayak. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's K-I-V-I-U-Q. And simply, it's a fruited oak-aged saison with blackberry, lime, and salt. So it's going to have a little bit of a sour style to it to saison so it'll be it'll be fruitier won't be as bitter like you would get with an ipa or or other type of ale and the lime and salt is interesting because it kind of gives you that cocktail-esque flavor profile to it as well so he's going to enjoy that i'm not drinking anything specifically horror themed tonight i'm drinking what's called incessant from bell's brewery it's new england style ipa and i just didn't have time to run out and find something that's specifically horror based so I um I'm the one that is unprepared for this for this episode. So we'll uh enjoy this beer and we'll get into our topic for the evening. Ooh. Is it sour? Oh, it's it's salty. It's uh it's kind of like licking pennies. It's weird. <laughs> this is a weird one. All right, I'm going to have to power through this one cuz it is <laughs> a little funky. All right, it's beer. So we're good, I guess. All right. So jumping into let's just cover quickly bullet point style what we lost so from then till now that it got stripped off of this speculation map we lost dungeon of terror we lost the terror Crentus, and we lost legendary truth so those are the three houses that kind of got dropped what we ended up coming back with and getting we got texas chainsaw massacre which was named as that secret ip we got horror night icons which is its own house at this point we got an anniversary house. We got Mannequin Theater. We got a Billie Eilish house. Again, mind you, this is one of Again, the, yeah. This wasn't the first speculation map, and then they kind of took it away, and then for this one, it looks like she's back again, so we'll get into that. Yeah, <laughs> we will. And then, if you hadn't noticed previously, Creepshow is actually under the scare zone, so originally they were all unknown, but now we are left with a Creepshow as a scare zone. So interesting that they kind of picked that to be a scare zone versus a house. I don't know where they got the lead on that, but we'll we'll dive in in just a bit. So let's dive in first to what we lost, because it seems like we gained a lot more than we lost, so we can kind of cover our tracks on that end a little bit quicker than going over all the stuff that we got. So the Dungeon of Terror. So I'm not sure why we lost this. It made sense to keep it, being that you know it was the first house. It has a lot of history and for the 30th anniversary it it would make sense to bring it back but i think we're gonna see this house still in some sort of capacity if you listened on to our second episode where we went over that speculation map i kind of broke down an idea that at the time i thought was pretty far-fetched but now it seems like it's kind of moving in that direction a little bit that we would have a you know it's not a crazy far-fetched idea that we have an icon house but my idea was to create dungeon of terror but have each icon have their own house themed and assimilated to that character. So if you want to kind of hear my breakdown of that, check out the second episode. It's it's right in there. Being that they took the dungeon, swept in the, with the icons, I think that's something we're going to see. I mean, 
whether it's just a, a castle facade or something like that, I, I wouldn't put it past them to give us a Dungeon of Terror icony mashup style house. Yeah, I think this one's pretty almost not not a not a guarantee, but it's kind of like a, a right along the lines that we thought. I mean, we knew that the icons were coming back in some capacity for the 30th anniversary. It would be silly to think that it wasn't going to be something. Did I expect it necessarily to be a like an amalgamation house, like a like a like a anthology house to use movie parlance no but then again it's probably going to be hard to try to encompass all of the different icons that they've had over the last 20 years without doing some sort of you know group or mashup yeah so i'm going to be curious what they end up doing are we going to see a storyline out of this are we going to just be a straight mashup like oh this is you know the section where eddie is this is the section where the caretaker is and just kind of break it up like that or are we going to have a story kind of like how we had i believe it was a 25 where jack kind of rounded up the troops and released them is there you know going to be a cohesive story yeah i mean it could be either yeah i think that for the sake of ease i could see it just being scene by scene but i think universal's they're not going to want to do just something as simple as that they're going to probably do some sort of big story and i still think that it might be the theming this year i know that we've talked like you know there might be a 90s theme there might be something you know kind of following along what they did last year with the 80s theme but i do i have a feeling that judging by what you said about the app the last episode they're Mm -hmm. developing an app that says jack may take over your night depending on ticket you buy i think that all kind of points to or points in a direction that says this may be like an icons themed event in some way like yeah whether it's like jack's nightmare or jack's yeah and that's not unfamiliar scare yes i mean 25 had that same deal where it was jack kind of rounded up the icons and released them back out and you know we've seen that done before so it wouldn't be too far-fetched and i and i know it sounds a little selfish but i i want them to do a dungeon of terror horror night icons mashup house just because it popped into my brain obviously i'm not the only person that ever thought that but i put it out there and to me in my head it worked and just for the sake of argument, I'd love to go see it just for a personal level. Yeah, I, I'm, like I said, I'm still. I've said this more than once. I mean, I'm some somewhat new to it. Uh, I didn't get to experience a lot of the different icons throughout the years, other than from watching it yeah. on YouTube or you know reading about it and seeing pictures and things. I think things like that. So this year will be the first I actually get to experience them up close. So I would go. I would be cool with either either yeah. either of the two options, but I do think that. Uh, this is definitely going to be, or at least from my point of view, if this is what's going to happen, that they're going to do an Icons mashup or something along those lines where Jack releases them or the or Fear releases them or, or whatever, that this is probably going to be their draw house in the sense that this is what's going to draw people in because everyone that's been coming to this for a very long time, I actually just spoke to a couple of my wife's friends over the, over the weekend, and they've been going to Horror Nights now for 20 years. Mm. So they're one of those goers that we talked about the last time where it's like you know OGs. they're OGs they've been doing this for a very long time so they're going to be excited to see you know that type of that, that house you know yeah. that's what they're going to go to see and I don't think you have like you don't have an existing IP house so far that we've seen that no, I think is kind of that draw you don't have no. you don't have a, a Stranger Things yeah no. I, don't, I don't think I mean I could be wrong Beetlejuice for me would be the highest thing that we got but that's not I don't. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think Beetlejuice for some people like you. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a draw, but I think it's gonna be like Ghostbusters, where you're not gonna be waiting not two a crazy hours no. to get in to see it because I mean, not everybody's a Beetlejuice fan. I yeah, mean, I no. like Beetlejuice. Don't get me wrong, but as far as a horror movie is concerned, I don't consider it a horror movie. I consider it more of like a like a comedy yeah. with horror it's elements. Not your, it's not your Shining or if if they ever got the rights to it. It's not. Right. That's it's, not the draw. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like a Stephen King house. Like if they did a Stephen King house, the the internal fan in me would probably die and go to heaven because like that would be the utmost amazing thing i've ever seen but regardless i think this is kind of where they're going with this is that this is going to be kind of the theme and it's going to be one of those things where this is kind of where they're going to try to draw people in yeah to get people to kind of come to it because i think they're going to struggle with that a little bit i know everyone's like oh you know how are they going to manage the people i don't think it's going to be a situation i said it already but i don't think it's going to be a situation where you have a whole bunch of people trying to get in at once. And I could be wrong, but I think they're going to need something like this to kind of say, hey, you know, we're still doing it. Everybody should come should come do it. <laughs> come right. see it. We'll, we'll dive in a little bit more on icons in just a minute, but that was kind of, it kind of snowballed from talking about Dungeon of Terror. So in the long haul, I don't think we are done with Dungeon of Terror. I think we will still see it 
in some way, shape, or form. It might not be a Dungeon of Terror house, but I think one of these houses is going to have that castle facade just to give the nod to... You can't have your very first house from the first year not get any sort of acknowledgement. It just it has to come back in some way, shape, or form. So that's one thing that we technically lost, but I am not sold on completely losing it yet. One of the other properties that we lost that I think is going to be repurposed or retranslated into one of the other houses was that Legendary Truth house. So originally it was Legendary Truth, tagline, Cary, Ohio. On the second map, we lost the Cary, Ohio tagline. And now, on the third speculation map, we lost it all together. What seemingly replaced it was Anniversary House. So Anniversary House and Horror Night Icons House, a lot of people have been kind of discussing or upset thinking that they're too similar. But for, for me, I view it as Icons are one, Anniversary House is past houses that do not include the Icons, sort of a best of hits that's going to kind of be, th this is their their victory lap for their past 30 years. But what I think they're going to really encompass is I think they're going to still involve that Cary, Ohio. I think that anniversary house is just going to be a Cary, Ohio house because there are so many houses in the past that have taken place in that world. Yeah, I mean, I could see this being like another, was it Windicott Manor? We know we had talked about Yeah, Wyandotte Estate. Wyandotte, excuse me, Wyandotte Manor or Wyandotte Estate. Like that Haunted Mansion-esque haunted paranormal yeah you know type 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 thing i don't think this has to include the icons i think all it has to do is include the iconography of it in the sense so i know that doesn't make any that may not make sense but my point is is that it's not going to necessarily include the character icons that you're used to but it will include carry ohio as a setting it'll include probably the estate as a setting um and maybe even be a brand new story but yeah. still harken back to that you know the, to, to the to like you said to that 30 year um, yeah, and there's, there's so much. So over the past 30 years of Horror Nights, there have been 25 different instances where Cary, Ohio is either a house or a scare zone or anything like that. So the fact that we're having an anniversary house and you have so much to pull from for that Cary, Ohio just makes me think that it, it has to be involved in that house. A couple of the houses, we had Schoolhouse, we had Scream House, we had that Wyandotte Estate that we mentioned, you had the Die-In, Hive... Twisted Traditions, Slaughter Cinema, you have all of those that take place in that Cary, Ohio, which are all properties that do not include the icons. So that house, to me, it has to be that, especially since we talked about last week, all those stories that they're publishing on their uh, the Universal Blog website that revolve around the Cary, Ohio the meets meat and stuff like that. Yeah, they, they, they're following a theme. It has to be in that house in some way, shape, or form. The anniversary house is a house that is there to hold up their, you know, 29 years of best of. That's your best of. That's your greatest yeah, hit CD and, right there. Right, and going by what we just we were just talking about, I think this is going to be kind of like your one-two punch as far as, you know, mm -hmm. your draws. People are going to come for the Icons anniversary, Cary, Ohio, whatever it ends up being house because – that's what they remember. Nostalgia is a big driver of how things get purchased and, and done throughout, you know, throughout all this type of entertainment. So I think these are your one-two punch, and I think everything else is kind of just like icing on the cake. Yeah, so that's what I know we kind of jumped around. We talked about the Icon House and the Anniversary House off of things that we lost, but I don't think we really lost them. I think the Dungeon of Terror is going to be pushed into that Horror Night Icon's house, and I think the Legendary Truth is going to be pushed into that anniversary house. Now, the last thing that we lost, the Terra Crentis. Obviously, if we're getting a Horror Nights icon house, we mentioned that previously where we weren't sure exactly why the Terra Crentis was the only icon to get her own house. Obviously, she's deserving of one, and it would be a badass house, but so aren't a lot of the other icons. They could all put together some really good stuff, so it makes sense if we're doing an icon's house just pop her in there, get rid of her own house. If we want to see more of her, I could see the whole Terra Crentis world. I could see that set up as a scare zone somewhere. I'd, I'd almost put money down that we're going to see a Terra Crentis scare zone. It's just too easy to do. They have all that stuff already. Yeah, what made. I'm thinking is like, you know, if you remember from last year, we had the whole zone dedicated to Zombieland 2. Mm -hmm. yep. I could really see kind of you have anniversary icons in an area of the park and there's just an entire scare zone that creates that theme between both houses. 
and yeah. that could be right along that line where you get Tara Krennis and yeah, and just introduce storyteller and all that sort of thing. Yeah. All right. So those were just the three things that we lost. So on a whole, I don't think we lost too much because two. Uh, I think all three of those are still gonna. We're still gonna see the Terra Queen. I think we're gonna see Dungeon Terror and Legendary Truth, Carrie Ohio, all that stuff. I think we're gonna still see somewhere else. So all the stuff that came off the map, don't worry about it. We really didn't necessarily lose it. I would say. I think it's just being repackaged. Yeah, it's being reworked in a different way. So let's go down the list now and start talking about some stuff that we did gain. So let's start with, let's just go in order of that map that we're looking at. Obviously, you're just listening to us. You can't see what we're looking at. But what we're looking at is that speculation map version 3.5 from Horror Night Nightmares. Yeah, I'm sure if you Google it, it'll come right yeah, up. Yeah, it should pop right up. So we're going to start with with just uh, A. So Universal Monsters, The Brides. So the only things that have changed, it's kind of been in flux. So originally, I think it was just Universal Monsters, uh, mm-hmm. The Bride. And then version two, it was Universal Monsters, The Bride, with music by Billie Eilish, which we thought was a great fit. Now on version 3.5, we have Universal Monsters, The Brides. So it's plural. So it's not plural singular. Now. We dropped Billie Eilish from the music tagline, and we added The Brides. So... Like we said, I think that very first time when we, we went over Speculation Map 2, that it can't just be The Bride. That would be yeah, too I boring, think, too redundant. Yeah, and, I, and, and again, from I, I did read a couple stories revolving around Billie Eilish in the Universal Monsters house, and they have been talking about, or at least what the rumor mill has been talking about, is that this is going to encompass The Bride of Frankenstein and The Bride of Dracula, mm-hmm. which... To me, is really interesting because you don't really see as much with the Bride of Dracula. I think the Bride of Frankenstein is obviously the more famous monster, but the fact that they're including both brides is, from my point of view, kind of interesting. I, I haven't seen much about Bride of Dracula. I haven't really watched any of those movies. I've watched the Bride of Frankenstein one, but I've never really seen the Dracula one. And the fact that they're including both kind of tells me that this is probably going to be more like some sort of mashup. I don't think it will include if if they're keeping this tagline, it will not include all of the Universal monsters, but it. At the same time, it may include them in some way and kind of focus on the brides. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah, not really sure. It's got to be some. I got a couple different things where is it a versus thing? Is it you know one bride versus the other? Is it are we gonna have like a team up style movie where some of the monsters are backing the bride of Frankenstein, some yeah, of the other Universal monsters ideas, are backing the bride of Dracula? I heard or saw somewhere that a potential storyline was that the bride of Frankenstein is trying to do some kind of experiment to bring back the monsters to life and the only way to do that is with Dracula's or the Bride of Dracula's blood or something like that. It's an um, interesting idea. Yeah, I mean that's a cool storyline. That'd be a great movie, but it would be I think a little bit tougher to flesh out in a 4-minute house. Yeah, it's hard to tell a story in these houses, not just because like they aren't good at it. It's just because if you've been that you know what I'm talking about, they kind of push you along through it. Yeah. Like you don't really have time to sit there and experience every little thing. So you got to go through it more than once to really get a full idea of the story. It's the one complaint I have about Halloween Horror Nights is that like when you're walking through it, I get it on a busy night, it, you got to get people through it so you can, don't keep the wait times as long as they are. But it feels like a little bit like, you know, when, you, when you're walking through, you're trying to look at everything and it's like, move along, come on, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And it's like, well, I want to, I want to experience each scene for what it was designed for. And I think if they're trying to tell a new story, it's, gonna be it's gonna be hard to tell a, a, a new-ish in-depth story with a house yeah it's tough to flesh out an original story that you're trying to come up with so if that is a storyline of oh they have to take the blood of bride of dracula to bring back the monsters it's not like they stop you introduce you be like hey this is what we're going for here enjoy you just have to be able to see something and right. understand it. it has to be a very visual story yeah so Storyline-wise, for that house, I'm not sure exactly which direction they're going to go, but it would be really cool if it was a straight-up versus so we could see some of those other monsters kind of Yeah, like... I like that idea. I like, I like the whole, like, it's Bride of Frankenstein versus the Bride of yeah. Dracula. And not, like, in campy event, alien it's versus civil, predator. It's but... Captain America Civil War. You Team Iron Man, Team Cap. <laughs> right. And, well, hey, you talk about merch sales. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a merch idea. Yeah. Team Dracula, Team Frankenstein. I mean, that's... Yeah. It'll sell. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... It's interesting, because when you look at the tagline, it says, The Bride. So, obviously, what they're going for is that it is going to be, in some way, 
include both of them, the Frankenstein Bride and the Dracula Bride. I mean, they're the two famous monsters that go by that moniker. And I think it's kind of like gets you that that female empowerment type thing where it's like Mm -hmm. the females are leading the house. It's not going to be focused on Frankenstein monster and Dracula. It's going to be focused on their wives. And I think that's cool. I think that we're going to get a different perspective from these monsters where it's like, you know, they use them all the time. And, you know, yeah, I've seen Frankenstein a million times. And Frankenstein, oh, he's a, you know, very powerful zombie brought back to life. Or Dracula, he's, you know, he's going to suck your blood. Like Like, we've seen it a million times. So getting a different perspective of those monsters through the uh, through the eyes of their brides, I think is a great idea. And to me, I don't even think I want the other monsters involved. I think it would, I would rather if you're gonna if you're gonna market it to me as Universal Monsters the brides, I want it to be specifically about the brides. Don't bring in the other monsters just to have them there. I mean, it, obviously it's an opinion, but I think that they can tell a better visual story if it focuses just on those two. Yeah. All right. So the. Second thing we're going to talk about is B on that speculation map is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. At the Halloween Horror Nights 13 event, Texas Chainsaw was brought to us. It was part of that all-night die-in kind of mashup-y thing. So it wasn't really any movie in particular. It was just the character like of Like a drive-in theme? Yeah, I think it was okay. I think it was the year that it was the director. Probably. I mean, I would assume if, that, yeah. if that's what it was themed around, I yeah. would assume it's probably hidden. So it was like a drive-in right. style with um, like different slashers yeah, and horror cool. and stuff like that. But then at Horror Night 17 in 2007, we got Texas Chainsaw Massacre Flesh Wounds, which was the house, which kind of was the 2003 remake. Mm-hmm. And then at 26, it was the original Texas Chainsaw, so it was based off of the, the original movie. Right. So that doesn't leave us many movies to kind of work with. Well, there were a lot of movies that were out there, but realistically, what movies we're going to actually kind of be able to play with here at Horror Nights. So as far as the other ones that we could kind of tweak, so we have Leatherface from 2017, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D in 2013, Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Beginning in 2006. So those are the three movies that we could kind of tie to it as most recent could also just get a complete like just chainsaw massacre house just yeah, with the I mean, family and the house a, yeah it could just be a callback to the original yeah so i'm not sure exactly what we're gonna get yet what's interesting is if you look at the map now granted this is just a speculation map so you really can't read too much into it but the logo is definitely the 2003 era logo yeah um, if you're familiar with the movie i mean that's definitely the logo they used for it so if you, if you take anything from that, my thought would be it's probably going to be focused more on the newer one. I do think that although it's a timeless movie, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, um, I don't know if it resonates necessarily to today's day probably age. not as much. I think the 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 remake it resonates more just because I mean I think we've said it before like people have just gotten very desensitized. <laughs> a lot of people have gotten desensitized. Yeah. From you know, with with traditional horror, so you like actually, I just went back and watched the original 73 movie, um, or whatever it was 73, 79, I don't know, 80, I don't know, whatever year the movie came out. I know I should know that, but the original, you go back and watch it nowadays, and it's 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 really tame compared to most slasher movies of today's ilk. But it's one of those movies like Halloween where today you, you think back and you remember it being a lot more gory than it is or a lot more bloody than it is and granted it had some shocking moments in it but it's not a movie that brings up you know visceral like it wasn't fear. hostile it wasn't soft no, you know, no. Back, and, and, and you it think it would be. I think it's scarier like that yeah and you think it would be but it's not right but now it is but it wasn't bad. yeah and I think with just with like, I think just with the crowds today the younger crowds I think they just need they need something that was more along the lines of the 03 version. So if I'm reading into the map like that, that's what I'm thinking about. Now, do I think they're going to do that way? They go that way? Probably not. This could just be a logo that they pulled because they know that the rumor is that TCM is going to be a, is going to be a house. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that might be along the lines of what they're not, doing. And it may not follow any particular movie timeline. It could just be a Texas Chainsaw House, like you just like you said, and it's just Leatherface, the family, and you're just gonna go through scenes of Texas Chainsaw over the years, mm-hmm. and you're gonna walk through the basement. You're gonna see the meat hooks. You're gonna see. You're gonna hear that chainsaw. That. You're, gonna see, you're gonna see thirty cha- thirty you know different Leatherfaces come out of corners mm-hmm. with chainsaws. 
And it's a good scare for a social distance event. Yeah, I mean, know? it kind of gives them a reason to use chainsaws in their scare zones, too. Yeah. I mean, they use chainsaws, I think, pretty Regardless. much all the time. Yeah, but at least this whole... Scary, it's a scary garden tool. But... Yeah, in the, in the dark, you don't see somebody next to you and just hear that thing kick in. But from a property standpoint, so we talked about that Leatherface prequel um, from 2017, but because it's a prequel, I don't think we're going to get that as a basis. The beginning movie in 2006 was also a prequel they kind of just all these movies are just random sequels and prequels to a, a different movie there's no cohesive right reason for which one's a sequel to but the texas chainsaw massacre 3d in 2013 was a sequel to the original so it kind of just skipped all the other ones and said that no this is the sequel quick basically all the movie was is the family was all murdered except Weatherface and one girl, apparently. The girl was adopted. Years later, she found out she was part of that family. She visits the house with her boyfriend and a couple of their friends. They find, obviously, the whole house is in ruins, except Leatherface is still in the basement as, like, an older Leatherface, and he kills all her friends. But the storyline was that she has a note, and she is protected by Leatherface because she's family. The end. Disclaimer, I haven't seen this movie. Um... So I don't know a ton about the 3D. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. Exactly. And I. <laughs> but I watched it quickly, but it wasn't in 3D. It sounds kind of silly. Yeah. It's it's a little <laughs> out there. But being that it's this whole social distance event, it would kind of make sense to bring in that 3D aspect again. Obviously, the world's 3D. I think that they can toy around with projectors. Yeah, with, I think you're right. I think there's an effect that they could probably yeah. get. And I think that will help them a lot. Obviously, we know they're bringing less characters in for this event, but there's a lot of smoke and mirrors kind of things you could do with projections or lighting that could create scares of you could actually have the real not the real leatherface cuz he's not a real person, but you know, a, a movie image leatherface coming at you at the drop of a dime and have nothing actually be there. Yeah, I mean, that does bring up a good point and kind of goes beyond just the houses in general. It's just like, if COVID is still, I mean, it, uh, if it will still be an issue, I know, how are they going to handle scare actors in a lot of these houses? So what are you going to do? So yeah, I mean, if they did some sort of 3D effect that could limit how many, you know, actual actors they need to hire. It's, I think that's what we're going to end up seeing from this one. Yeah, I mean, unrelated, but I did hear that, you know, they are still actively casting currently. So it's not like they're not preparing for it. So they will be scare actors. But if you want to talk about limiting how many people are working in each house, that that is one way to do it. Yeah. So moving along on the speculation map now is C. It's bedtime stories. But we added a tagline there, which is the tooth fairy. So we discussed again on episode two all these different speculations for that could take place during this house. We were talking, you know, Rumpelstiltskin, Princess and the Pea, potential bedtime fairy tale stories, what have you. But now we have this whole tagline of the Tooth Fairy, so I'm not sure where that's really leading us. You know, is it a scary Tooth Fairy who comes? Oh, I mean, and I don't know about you, but I was I was terrified of the Tooth Fairy yeah. as a kid. So I mean, he gave me like quarters and dollars. So I was stoked. But... I mean, I if you think about it, it is a really weird fairy tale. Mm. You tell your kids, hey, your tooth fell out of your head. Put it under your pillow. Some random fairy comes into your house at night while you're sleeping, takes the takes the tooth, gives you a quarter, and then flies away with the tooth. I think Family Guy did did the best rendition of like the weirdness of it because yeah, it had this dude just like <laughs> laying in a bed of children's teeth. So yeah, it could lead us to like some scenes like that with you know a set it of could be kind of fake teeth and bones. You know this this collector of essentially fallen and dismembered body parts yeah, of children. It, right. It may not have anything to do with the actual story of the Tooth Fairy. It could just be some really weird dude that likes to collect children's Fat, teeth. Fat, sweaty, comic book man. <laughs> I mean, I'm interested. I'm definitely down. Like, I, reading the tagline, I was like, okay. I mean, she is, or he, whatever. Whatever. Um, whatever the fairy is, I mean, it's still kind of terrifying that, you know, they they keep your teeth like what do they do with the teeth like what, yeah. the, what, what do they do with them after they take it yeah so it's something that is making me question a couple different things but having that whole imagery of you know like a teeth centered power you know some kind of yeah building I or mean, furniture made out of children's teeth is, is terrifying throw something else out at you i mean this could be the workings of a new icon in the sense that you know 
He's called the dentist. Yeah. And it's all themed around this terrifyingly gross, grotesque dentist who either, uh, you know, again, like we said before, children are hard to work with as far as scary goes because you don't want to be, you don't want to get into an issue where it's like, all right, now you're just being like, creepy to the point where it's not even fun um but you could see maybe it's called the tooth fairy but it could rely something along the lines of people's fear of the dentist in the sense that you know you go into like what looks like a dentist office and the guy's like taking people and then you know killing them for their teeth or or whatever something silly like that but i could see like that whole so just trying to like go back and and visit in my head the scary tales houses that we had there's that really like fantasy aspect of things. So it'd be really cool to see that kind of in worked into this house at some point where I think it's, we're going to get that, that theme. The tooth fairy thing is just throwing me off though. Cause I just don't know where it came from. I think the house last year, I forget what they replaced. So it was originally called the tooth fairy mm-hmm. and then it got replaced last year with some other house, but so it, it, was it was an it, idea that was originally was last year. House. Yeah. And it just yeah. got scrapped. So your guess is as good as mine, I'd say, but I like that imagery of children on beds with this, you know, creepy character kind of coming in, stealing their, their teeth. Teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the idea is that he gets bored of just teeth and he starts taking, you know, different body parts and dismembers them and he, or he, he captures the children and and turns it into kind of one of those, like, like he, he, takes the children into like a, a neverland sort of place where they just don't grow up they're used as slaves they're you know killed for fuel whatever these are all different elements that have been in other horror night stories at some point yeah and that's the beauty of horror is that horror plays off of the fears of everyday people so like a lot of people myself included don't like going to the dentist i don't yeah. like getting my teeth cleaned i don't like my teeth getting drilled i don't like i don't like the noises that the office makes yeah screw that so i mean a house that's called the tooth fairy is going to bring up some wild ideas until we actually see it that are going to make me like lose sleep at night just because like i hate the thought of teeth being pulled or whatever it's cringy so i mean whether this has to do with an actual tooth fairy story or if it's going to be more along the lines of this crazy dentist mm-hmm. serial killer dude who just kills people for their teeth i mean who knows what was your dentist's name crentist (laughs) yeah right (laughs) dentist's name was crentist sorry office reference this isn't an office podcast this is hard nights i'll stay sorry i will stay how have the tables turned Uh, i will stay in check is that a peanut m&m all right so now we're on to d the hard night icons house so we previously talked about this when we were just talking about dungeon and terror a little bit so we won't spend too much time on here but since that this speculation map dropped after we recorded last week's episode where we talked about the different icons of past, we kind of figured out who we would see or who we wouldn't see without an icons house. But now that we have an icons house, do you are there any characters that you think we said no to that may be back? Um, we said no to. We were kind of saying no to Eddie and yeah, Cindy you Kane were, and Chance. Yeah, so like the ones that or Lady Luck, sorry, not yeah, Chance. like the icons that you had mentioned. Because again, like I said, you probably know a little bit more about them than I do. But you had mentioned certain ones like Eddie and the daughter of the director, Cindy Kane, the Cindy caretaker, Kane, the caretaker's daughter, who were characters that were that were planned but scrapped for various reasons. Will we see them? I don't think so. Only because they're technically still kind of a new icon in the sense that they haven't actually been seen at an event um i think that if they're gonna do a house like this like i said before i think it's gonna probably be the one that they hope draws people in so they're gonna use the people they're gonna use the the characters that people recognize and know and have seen and i think from what we talked about last episode you mentioned that there's jack the the clown and there's a i forget her name the character chance chance so like the they the, go hand the joker hand. and harley quinn-esque characters i still think that for my for my money i think that this house will be hosted or in some way led by jack and chance who are like you know welcome to our nightmare or something yeah. along those lines um, and then you're gonna see a lot of the various characters the director the usher the storyteller tara Crentis, whoever else um, I know you mentioned that you don't think fear will be back, but it could also be that fear is, is back and he's bringing back all of the icons again. Yeah. I, I think that calling it the icons house essentially is really kind of up in the air. It could be any, it could yeah. go anywhere. I, 
if my money's on, like I said, if my money's on the line, I think it's going to be a Jack hosted house where Chance is like his second hand man type thing. And they're going to bring back a bunch of the characters that you've seen in the past and they're all going to have their own scenes and they're going to mash them up in some way. Yeah, I think that, so for me, I'm not sure if we will see Cindy Kane in this house. We'll talk about her in a second. Because for me, she's not you know that full icon. She was a scrapped icon. She was kind of a secondary icon. So she wouldn't, for me, belong in this icon house. Eddie, I think we have a chance of seeing Eddie just in a small... You know, If there's a storyline, he's not part of it. He's just there. If it's just a complete mashup house, you know, one room. Oh, this is Jack's room. This is so-and-so's room. This is right. the director's auditorium. This is with the usher. I think Eddie pops in at some point. He might not even have his own house. He might be brought into a scene where he just kind of bleeds in there. Mm-hmm. So he is on my maybe. You know, he's above Cindy Kane for sure. I think we have a better chance of seeing Lady Luck than uh, yeah, Eddie that's what I didn't talk because about. she is was a full icon. She had her own event. We just said no last week because she wasn't around too much. She was from you know twenty one or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she it was, was kind of... Wasn't was she, like, the last icon introduced? I think she was the last original icon yeah. because there was three or four years after where there was no icons. Right. And then there was Jack and Chance at 25, and then I don't think there was one after that. So being that she is an original one, she's only nine years old at this point from when she was introduced, I believe it was. So, But she actually was a full icon, so it makes sense. She would have her own little spot, and I'm going to keep plugging that episode too because I kind of went into detail about what I think a Dungeon of Terror mashup with the Icon's house would be like but there would be a little room you know, a rundown casino with her there mm-hmm. that would be a good room fit for her yeah and I think that's why I, if we're going that route I do think that it probably will be more of a anthology you're going to have scenes for each of the characters rather than necessarily some big elaborate story that mixes all them together. I mean, I could be wrong. And again, this is just my opinion, but if it's kind of like a, Hey, Jack is controlling your night. It's going to be one of those deals where, you know, welcome to Jack's nightmare or Jack's whatever. And you know, he wants to meet you. Some of his friends. Right, and it's carnival. You know, through, right. It's carnival of whatever fear. Yeah, or whatever carnival, you know. I think 25 is carnival of chaos or yeah, some tagline, something like that, along but. those lines. And you're going to go through and you're going to have, the scene with the director and the usher, you're going to have a scene with the caretaker, you're going to have a scene with the storyteller, and probably a scene with Lady Luck. I, I, I could see that happening. And yeah. who knows? I mean, they could surprise us and bring everybody that they've ever had back. So, who knows? Yeah. So, moving along again to E, which is the anniversary house. So, I think we talked about this more in depth than we did the Icon House, but we'll, we'll quickly touch on it again. Is This anniversary house, I see it as you know not a direct leaving from that. The Legendary Truth House... We're going to get, we have to get in this house, Cary, Ohio. It has to be. Because Cary, Ohio is not bleeding into any of these other houses, except the pumpkin. But for an anniversary house to encompass kind of a best of 30 years, there's so many houses that take place, the iconic houses that take place in that town. For me, 100% anniversary house has to be Cary, Ohio. You're probably right. Has to be. I mean, to be honest with you, if you're going by what the Horror Night Nightmares guys seem to think is that... You know, they're probably on the same lines because if you look at again, look at the logo. The font is definitely that Cary, Ohio font that you've seen in previous speculation maps. Now, again, I don't know if that's something they've used, Universal's used, but it seems to be pretty consistent with the with the speculation maps. Hmm. So obviously, they think that it's going to be some sort of Cary, Ohio type house, and I I don't see why it wouldn't be. I think again, like I said before, this is probably going to be their one-two punch type situation where you're going to have Horror Night Icons, Anniversary House, and they're all going to be on the same side of the park. And I think they're going to connect the two with some sort of scare zone. Yeah. I think if we were to see Cindy Kane in any way, shape, or form, it wouldn't be in that icon house. It would be in this house, the anniversary mm-hmm. house, just because she's not that full-fledged one and she has tie-ins with Carrie yeah, Ohio and, I, well. and it could be that like some of the icons that we're calling icons may be in the anniversary house and certain icons are going to be in the icons house. Because it really depends on what Universal considers their icons. I mean, if they have characters that are icons, but they're related to the Cary, Ohio story, then my guess is that they would be in the Cary, Ohio house. Yeah. Um, I would only expect that to be the, the case. Yeah. So maybe there is, like, maybe that Horror Night icon house is not as definitive on this map as it... Right. Yeah. It, maybe it's not as 
a maybe it turns into a Jack Presents house, not icons. Because, so that way the icons can kind of bleed. Some other ones don't have to be in there, and they can go into the other house. Yeah, for sure. Moving along now onto F, the pumpkin original. This was one that we have talked about a little bit before. We're still kind of up in the air. We don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it's been here for so long that it's. I'm assuming we're safe to say that this is a house that is coming to us. There have been, again, more posts about this Twisted Tradition Harvest Scare Zone that was taken from, I think, 2018 or something like that. That, for me, again, that was part of Cary, Ohio as well, but this has to be part of that same story. Yeah, I've seen it in a few Halloween Horror Nights pages. I think we're along... We're following the same type of thought process that everybody else is. I think that we're all pretty safely assuming that this is going to have something to do with the harvest story, the scare zone. Um, again, I I never experienced it in person, but I did see some of it. Um, so it'll have something to do with the pumpkin scare actors. I don't know. I forget what you called them, but yeah. the harvesters or something like yeah. that. And but, their picture's been on the website for Horror Nights this whole year, so it's not like they've been hiding it from us. They're, right. they're saying to us right here, this is what you're getting. You're getting the pumpkin, yeah, pumpkin guy. <laughs> yeah, you're getting pumpkin guy. Like this is it. Yeah, this so, will be here in some way or shape or form. Yeah. But. So we'll. That's that. Well, that's what we have for that house. Because as far as these originals that we don't have any reference of, I can't really guess as to what it's going to be. But it's that old farming style. Yeah, do you think? I mean, this could drop eventually to a scare zone. I hope maybe. Not. I hope not, just because it already was. Right. No, and, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It, it, it's been a scare zone before, but I hope not because this would be. I think it would be a really cool. I think there's a lot of cool images that we could get that whole you know broken down farm oh, style for sure. But it does work in the scare zone aspect of. I don't think in the house you're gonna have the stilt walkers because those are you know what you see in the scare zones. So. Right. Right. You're gonna have traditional actors, but but I'd love to see in that house. I don't know if we will, but if you take that character that pumpkin character on the stilts and blow it up to the size of Clownzilla from mm-hmm. last year's oh, yeah. Clowns. If you have something like that big, then again, that's another scare that you don't need a character for. I could see a scene where you have like a like a pumpkin patch or something along yeah. those lines and then like in the back there's a big like yeah, giant massive like yeah, jack-o'-lantern or yeah, something you have like mega, that. Mega pumpkin. Yeah. But something along those lines is something that I think would be really cool imagery-wise. Lots of Again, if we're doing, like, projections and, like, computer-style images, yep. you could have a lot of, like, of the pumpkins, the jack-o'-lanterns with the flames coming out of their eyes because yeah. as the characters, they're lit up. So for us, that means there's fire in there, there's candles in there. Obviously, you can't light a character's face on fire. <laughs> no. But if you have that image on a projector, you could kind of blow that up and yeah. have I think that. You, I think you're going to see that, and again, this is kind of going overall again, but I think with most scare actors or all scare actors in the houses – are probably going to be some form of mask at this point, so that way they can wear a legitimate mask face mask while wearing a mask because of the COVID thing. So it you're not going to have just like face painted or, or makeup um, scare actors with you know a mask over their mouth. Yeah, they'll so find I think a way to they'll find a way to incorporate that into the costumes, so that way you know you don't notice it as as a as a as a guest, but it's there to protect them as well as protect you. So. So, moving on from F to G, we're now on Mannequin Theater. So, I have no idea what's going to be one. in this one. I have keep, no idea. Yeah, keep in mind, this is probably the secret original that, yeah. that was on the last map. There was a secret IP, and we weren't released. Obviously, we weren't going to make a ton of guesses or speculation on that because it could be anything. I think this is probably the one that was the secret Yeah. Like original. If we were to guess, I don't think either of us would have guessed, hey, let's get a bunch no, of mannequins and no. put them in the theater. But, I mean, again, you want to talk about things that are terrifying. Just, just yeah. mannequins, like blank mannequins, mm-hmm. terrifying. I think, looking just at the whole thing, I think mannequin theater will be the scariest house. If if this is what we're getting for 30 out of all these for sure, I think mannequin theater will be the yeah, most this terrifying one is, this house. This one's going to be scary. I mean, if you think of things like. Obviously not the movie, but if you think of things like you know, Slenderman or other types of like creepy pastas that you might read, like this is one of those just like a blank, expressionless figure mm-hmm. or a bunch of them. Like if you go back and look at the the graveyard games from last year, yeah, when you're walking through the the end of it and you have all those little like kid mannequins, like oh, it's terrifying. I peed my pants. Like, yeah. at that. And again, with me, it's 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 less about 
directly scaring me. Jump scares don't scare me. Jump scares more than anything else make me mad because it's like I, I don't like things Gump. screaming in my face. Yeah. Like it just it's just like random. Like what, to scare me, you need to make me unsettled, and things like that literally give me the most unsettling feeling of just feeling like just creeped out or just unsure, always checking over my shoulder. Mannequin Theater, just reading the name for me just gives me the creeps. Yeah, this is going to be what I initially thought was the ending of the Us House. Uh, that one too. Yep. All of those prop people, and there was a couple characters in there, and they were triggered by a light trigger and a sound trigger. So, you know, when the lights would shine on them, you'd hear a big, you know, crash or whatever, and then they would kind of jump out at you. This is kind of going in that aspect in my mind of you can have a bunch of mannequins and then you can have a bunch of, you know, obviously they're not going to go as cheap as to use those green man suits. But if you have one of those green man suits well, style right. that are tan. Like the Slender Man suits. Yeah, yeah. You'd have something like that where it matches what the prop people are and you have a light up or if, you know, you're going down a really, really dark. I think this one's going to be very dark. Yeah. And the question is, like, you look at the, the title, Mannequin Theater. So... How are they? Like, what is the aspect of theater that they're bringing in? Yeah. Whether it's like a haunted or or a messed up traditional theater, like a stage show type thing. I think it's. And you're walking like backstage, and you have like the different mannequins that would be in the show, even though they're not alive. I think that's what we're gonna. I think that's where they're leaning towards because that's it's gonna be that kind of like dress rehearsal prop backstage area, you know. Because other than that, I don't know what the theater part of it is. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's kind of like where they're probably leaning. I mean, mannequin to me means like what it sounds like, mannequin. But I also, in the back of my head, thought marionette, which obviously they're different things, marionette and mannequins. But the same idea where, you know, it's 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 not alive, but it is alive, and it's in alive in really weird ways. I mean, if you think of like the Silent Hill games or the movie and the, the way like face. the nurses walk or whatever – where it can be very like unorthodox and very in, like inhuman the way they, they move. So if they find some like really good actors that can like manipulate their bodies in ways that are normal, yeah, just contortionist yeah, style. Yeah, I mean that stuff. I mean that that like like the stage show that they have, the Academy Villains, where yeah. they have like the dude that does all that weird contortionist stuff. You do that in one of those suits here. I'm out. I'm grotesque. done. I'm yeah, leaving. Exactly. Like that. That would be like nightmare inducing. Yeah. So I think that's what we're gonna get, and I think this is gonna be the scariest house. And I hope that this sticks because I'm so intrigued. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm with you on that. One. I think it, out of all of them, this will be the most unsettling, weird, just grotesquerie, I guess is the best yeah. way I can think about it. They could go anywhere with it. I mean, there's literally anything they could do with this. It's not like it's not like it's like, oh well, the, I can see this coming. Like you're not gonna know. I have no idea what's where going it's on. going. Yeah, mannequin theater. Man, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> and I'm the dad. I just That's had, the weird part. I just had to say like, it. I, I'm the only dad here. <laughs> God, I hate myself. Okay. <laughs> Haunting a Hill House is H, which we discussed, and it hasn't really changed, so we're going to glance over that. And then we have Beetlejuice, which, again, we kind of discussed that already. So that leaves us with... <laughs> the, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this leaves us with the house that um, I think everybody was waiting for. Billy... Goddamn Eilish. So she's back. And before we get into it, she was on the original speculation map. The second one, they had removed her. She was, like we had said earlier when we started, that it had been Monsters, The Bride, featuring music by Billie Eilish. And at the time, we were like, all right, that's interesting. We can see where that goes. Well, she's back. She's now on the map as another, as her own house again. Um, and I think Nick and I are very much on different sides of, of this argument. So so before we go over this, I'm going to have to <laughs> chug an entire beer. We record this at Nick's house, so don't think like he's chugging beer and then having to go somewhere. So <laughs> uh, He is being safe. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> so do you want to start or do you want me to start or how do you want to do this? <laughs> Let's dive in. All right. I just don't understand it. I don't. I do and I don't. I watched her videos to kind of, some music videos to kind of get a grasp of why everyone is, she's creepy, she's spooky. And I, some of them are weird, I get it. I watched When the Party's <laughs> Over, and it's a video of her drinking, like, black water for two minutes. I, I watched All the Good Girls Go to Hell, and it's her walking with, like, angel wings. And it's just 
long one shot videos that I guess are like. So she's very abstract. Yeah, I will give you that. I I haven't watched a ton of her music videos. I've seen a couple. I just want to listen to she... her music. I have a twelve year old daughter, so I'm into like the whole. I, I, I I'm I'm up or. I'm hip with the pop, I'm the cool dad. The pop music of today's day and age. Granted, I'm a metalhead, so I I can I can relate to the to the sounds of her music. And obviously, we're not going to get into like a discussion of what she makes as far as music is concerned. But I can see where the relation of her sounds <laughs> <laughs> is in to like horror and, and scariness and I know she's an act she's act she's, she's an outspoken fan of of horror nights she's a universal music group artist so she's in house so I can see the relations I'm not gonna judge anything until it's actually confirmed and she has a house in the works and then I get to see it um, but I'm also not gonna not give it a chance mm-hmm. either so I don't know so I mean I, I get she's popular I get she likes Halloween horror nights I get people say she's spooky because she has green hair and but I just don't get why that is all of a sudden the only criteria to just get a house, especially on my thing is it's especially on an anniversary year. So this is thirtieth, and this is a big deal. I will give you that. I think it is. It, it's not the year to try something this this different. It's weird, yeah. And if it was last year, great. If it was next year, that'd be cool right. Too. And it has nothing to do with her being a music artist or a pop artist. Or anything like that. It's just it's 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 a thirtieth anniversary, so you want to bull your heavy hitters. You don't really want to try to rock the boat too yeah. much. And, and I'm selfish. I will admit that I'm super super selfish. And the fact that this house is gonna take the spot of something else that I could have gotten, whether that be a you know what if, and we'll never know if this is true, but what if that mannequin theater never came to us but a Billy Eilish did and we got Billy Eilish instead of a mannequin theater because they definitely have some more originals on the back burner that are not getting the call up so to speak because Billy Eilish is taking one of those spots I mean I don't know that we need a music oriented house we've had people before you know Rob Zombie was there last year right we've and had Slash before I think well Slash did music yeah, he, he, was, he, he he did music for one of the houses at one point, but I don't think he ever had his own like original house. Now, and and I know that like you just said it, a lot of the arguments are going to be, well, they have Rob Zombie a bunch. You got to understand something. Rob Zombie is also a movie director, and he's made a career out of making weird, esoteric, abstract horror movies that have to do with you know the the ills of society and the dark areas and corners of, of, of the world where people do really weird, awful shit. And he kind of gives a voice to that. Granted, I've watched all three of his movies. Um, the first one, House of a Thousand Corpses, is probably his best. Devil's Rejects was okay. It was pretty good. And the last one, Three from Hell, I was not a fan of. I just watched it on Shutter a couple weeks ago. But that's it really kind of defeats the argument. Well, you know, Rob Zombie's a music artist, and he, he's got stuff. It's because he's had movies, and he's got original property that can be utilized. Yeah. Billy Eilish doesn't make movies. Yeah. She's um, just she's a she's, musical artist that is defined as creepy. Right. She's got creepy she sounding music as well. Which is really again, I'm into the music. I actually like what she has to which what she puts out. Not everything, but a lot of it sounds cool. It's not the same sugary pop music that all sounds the same. I have to I have to imagine, and this is just from my opinion, my point of view, is that this will have nothing to do with her music. It will be Something that she, some original idea that she's come up with and she's worked with Universal on. I mentioned to Nick coming up tonight that I think that it may not even be an Orlando house. I know it's on this map right now, but this could end up being just like an LA house and not an Orlando house. Who knows? But if it is, I have to I have to imagine that it's probably going to be some original idea that she came up with and she's going to have original music put to it and everything else. So, and one of the things that I was kind of sitting on was that if. If the need for a musical artist is now kind of a thing for Horror Nights, you know, we we could have, not that all of these people would sign contracts to do this because I know the first band I'm going to mention would never sign their rights out for Horror Nights, but if we need like an artist, a musical artist, you know, there's Misfits, there's Marilyn Manson, Slipknot, Guar, Ramstein, like those are all very... I would say more of that yeah, horror esque. Thousands of industrial bands. That yeah, that just kind of fit, fill that void if it's so necessary. But along those lines, you got to think that 
they're looking to bring people in too. For sure. You got to keep in mind that part of this is also marketing and she's a big name. She's a big artist. Um, you've got thousands of people out there know who she is and may not have ever done Halloween Horror Nights, but now they hear Billy Alice has got a house at Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, Christ, I better go check it out. You it know? makes, so makes sense, like, too, now that Mickey's Not So Scary gets canceled. This can fill the void for some of the younger crowd or so. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, this could be one of the more violent houses on property. Well, because, yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to put things on paper without knowing anything from Universal. I mean, I, I, I still I – ha, I have to think that this is still obviously speculation. This isn't something that we've been confirmed or had confirmed. Yeah. And I still think that it could end up being just that she's got a scare zone like Rob did last year. Like Rob had a scare zone too with his music. I still think that could be where they end up. I don't know if she'll have a whole house because it has to. I mean, we, we I know we said that like it's hard to tell a story with a house, but there has to be some like, something something there as far as a story is concerned. So unless she's got some original story that I haven't heard in one of her songs, or she's got something new that she's coming up with. She has to have something there to kind of be a basis to the house itself. Yeah, unless it's just like a Billie Eilish presents whatever. Yeah, and that's why I was I was into the idea of Universal Monsters, the bride featuring music by Billie Eilish. I thought that it could be like an original bride story. I loved all that. I loved With that her music pairing. as a back, even brand new music as a backdrop. That would be, to me, more enticing than just a original idea by Billie Eilish. Because to me, that's just like Universal original signed off of signed off by Billie Eilish or yeah. worked with Billie Eilish on. So mm-hmm. there has to be something and again this isn't me saying I don't want to see it. This just has to be something that is unique enough to me for me to be like, you know what, that's I'm going to see this. I'm going to go through this house yeah. six times. More than just Bill cuz at this point all we know is Billie Eilish. And what I know about her is not too much, but it's not something enough to you know really draw me right. in. It's not going to draw someone like you yeah. in. So but I mean I will I'm going to go through this house because Horror Nights especially that it's a 30th anniversary. I trust them. They're not going to give us a bad house, but just what pisses me off is that instead of getting a great house, they're going to give us a good house. You know, like what if we could have a dungeon of terror house instead of this or just, I, that's all I play. What what could I have versus this? It's not my, I can understand that argument. I I get it. Like there, I mean, but if you're going to go that route, I mean, it literally could be like, you know, we, we could have gotten something new and original rather than a universal monsters house, which is very true. a million times. Yeah. So I get that side of it. Yeah. I think it's always refreshing to see them try something new. So it's definitely, it's definitely going to be an interesting property to check out. I really don't have anything else other than that to say, like I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm super excited. Like, I'm like, you know, I can't wait to that. That's the reason I'm going to go. But I could be surprised. I mean, I could get there, and it could be, like, the one house I, I go through seven times. Man, and this was – I had the same feeling last year about the Us house because I was yep. so disappointed with that movie. I yep. hated it so much. It was the first time I wanted to walk out of a movie theater since I saw wow. Max Payne. That's strong. It's bad. It was, Max Payne was a trash movie. I was so. – I, I went with my girlfriend, and she was getting upset at me because I was upset at the movie. <laughs> but, like, I, I loved Get Out so much, and my expectations were so high – and the trailer was amazing. Yeah, that the was poster the- was amazing. The like the imagery, Jordan Peele's like actual history and horror was just it was all there and I just hated the movie. So then when I saw that it was a house, I was so angry and then that was like my favorite house. <laughs> so I expect to do that with this Billy Eilish house. I'm going to bitch and moan for the next couple months until it gets confirmed or denied. And then if it's confirmed, I'm going to bitch and bitch until October or September. And I'm going to go through the house. And then I will eat crow then. But until then, I'm going to complain. And that's fine. I think, to be honest with you, I have to imagine that you're not alone. No, this is probably, if there is sure a house, I don't. a lot of people are feeling the same way where it's like, why? Like, what makes her that spot? That spot. And like I said, I think, I think part of it and again universal obviously i don't know what their plans are but for me i think part of it definitely is the fact that because she's in-house she's an easy draw yeah for one and two i think you know they're gonna say look we've got all the stuff that's gonna bring you in we wanted to give we wanted to try something new we wanted to give someone who's a really popular artist today we want to give her an outlet to kind of feed her horror you know, fandom and yeah. say, listen, here's a house, a blank template. You give us an outline. We'll tell you if we can build it or not. 
and we'll go from there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of wraps up our thoughts on all the different houses that we've got on this map. If you guys want to tell us what you think, go to our Facebook page, Fear and Beer Podcast on Facebook. If you aren't already a, aren't already a fan of the page, please give it a like and let us know what you think. I mean, leave us a comment. Say, you know, tell us how you feel about Billy Eilish getting a house or tell us how you think, you know, what see the chain. Yeah, what is the icon house? Yeah. What is Chainsaw? Wait, what is this all going to look like? So from there, there's also, Nick mentioned, a scare zone that has been put on the map and it's creep show. Now what's interesting about this from my point of view is that creep show is an anthology movie and there's been a couple of them. There's actually a brand new creep show show on shutter. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but I, that's where I've seen it. So what shutter is, if you don't know is a horror movie uh, streaming service, which is, it's focuses specifically on horror and thrillers and that sort of thing. They have a creep show show on there. Now, that could be, like I said, it could be on Hulu or wherever else, too. I may not know that, but I, that's where I know it from. But the original creep show movie was based on a comic book by EC Comics back in the day. Stephen King helped produce it. I forget the other guy's name. He's the same guy that's doing the new one. But it, it's basically a vignette of different horror or thriller or scary type stories. Like there was one about this dude who was terrified of you know germs and he was a germaphobe and he ends up being infested by cockroaches to the point where like they're coming out of his freaking ears and mouth and shit it, it, it's terrifying if you, stuff. if you have a Fun bug stuff. phobia watch that movie and you won't be able to sleep for a week but either way how they make it a scare zone I mean it, it's definitely see I think this is something where this actually could have worked as a house only in the sense that each scene could be a different vignette yeah and I think they've done it in – I think they did Creepshow last year in Hollywood. And I think from – if I'm not mistaken, I think I've seen construction updates somewhere on Instagram or something like that from Hollywood. And, and there's again. there's a facade that looks like an open bookcase. Uh-huh. It looks like you walk through the middle of a, a – like an open book. Right. So that so that is what people are thinking. It's going to be the entrance the creep to show Creepshow again. again. Like you, yeah. So it's interesting that like if they were going to do it as a house in L.A., why not do it as a house in here rather than a scare zone? I, I, I... And that's what I thought we were going to get because I think that was kind of the same deal with Universal Monsters. Hollywood did it as a house the year before we did. So it was kind of – they tested it there, did well, we got it. I was hoping that that was the case again yeah, with Creepshow. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, do they use L.A. Or, or Orlando for like a test location or is it kind of just like they put something in one and if it works, they go to the other? Or I think they just try to base it on those – demographics i guess i'm not sure if i don't know how they gauge it but yeah it's weird i mean i can see that only because la is obviously hollywood and movie and like that's where all the movies are made and so they're going to do more of the unique movie ip stuff out there first i can i can see that this event over here is definitely more popular i think um not sure exactly how they got to it but i think the speculation map for hollywood included an invisible man house Mm mm-hmm so I'm not sure why they got it versus us, but I think the theory behind it was that the Hollywood crowd would gravitate to a house like that better yeah, than we would. Interesting. We want more of this history because they didn't have as much, yeah. you know, an anniversary house to them wouldn't mean as much to us because yeah, they, they might not have gone through all. I of guess it. I just for me like I don't, I don't quite understand how you're gonna make this a, a scare zone, and not that I don't think they they're capable of it. I just don't know how they'll make it work. So the thing with scare zones, at least from from what I've seen is they have to do something really unique and really interesting to get people to actually focus on the scare zone. Yeah. Like you can't just like that's the, that that was my one problem with the Rob Zombie scare zone last year was that it was just overly loud. Chaos. It was so chaotic that it's like I, I understand that that's kind of his kind of where his music is. It's very chaotic. The music videos are very chaotic and you really don't know what's going on and it's kind of esoteric and very scary and it's loud and it's in your face. But to me like walking through it it was it was just like loud Rob Zombie music with a bunch of girls wearing skimpy outfits. And I'm not complaining, yeah. but like... We should do that all the time. Like, yeah, I mean, girls in skimpy no, outfits was, all the time. It but was like, just weird. It was bizarre. Right. It's, so you have to... I mean, I guess if they were going just for get people's attention, that works. But with Creepshow, being that it's an anthology movie or various anthology There's movies so or shows... so much to toy with. Right. How do you... Like, what do you... Did you pick a specific type of... St- story from that movie do you pick various ones how do you mix it together how does that to me like i don't know how that's going to work so again it's speculation we don't know this for a fact 
But yeah. if it be if it ends up being confirmed, like I don't, I just for me, I don't know yeah. how they're gonna pull it off. I'll take I'll take a bad scare zone this year if it leads us to yeah. a creep show house next True. year. I, I give you that, and I still think that this could eventually find its way as a house. Yeah, I mean you never could, know. I mean again, you could plug it in over something, right? And we're getting to that point where we're gonna start getting <laughs> some houses confirmed. I would assume in the next few weeks we're gonna see at least two or three. Got to be. Yeah. We're 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 already less than ninety June. days away. Right. We're in July. We're almost into July. It's supposed to open on in September as normal. Yeah. So I would assume we're going to get a lot of these confirmed in the next few weeks, which will be good for us. We'll have some more stuff to talk we'll about. We'll have stuff to talk about. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just I – just, for me, I just don't know how this is going to fit as a scare zone. Yeah. All right, so that about wraps it up. We just wanted to touch base, discuss that speculation map 3.5. Coming next week, we didn't really touch on it this week, but the previous week we talked about that there was a potential 90s overall theme for the event. Yeah, we thought it was cool or would be cool if we maybe went through some of our ideas as far as if they did go a 90s route, what would you see? So what we're going to bring to you next week, barring any you know breaking news from Horror Nights, if there's nothing new to, that drops on us, next week we're going to bring you our ultimate 90s Halloween Horror Nights. We're going to throw out the speculation map means nothing to us at that point. We're bringing you... 90s Halloween Horror Nights, we're going to bring you IPs, we're going to bring you originals, we're going to bring you even food and drink that you should see at this event. So that, that one I'm, I'm pretty excited to because that's kind of what we envision going into this podcast, where it's creativity is in our hands. Think of it as if, as if Nick and Seamus from Fear and Beer decided to just put on their own <laughs> 90s themed yep. Halloween Horror Nights. This is what you would see, this is what you would get. So we're, we're really excited to kind of get those ideas out to you. I know I'm really, really excited yeah, for that one. Yeah, it gets you creative juices flowing a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But until then, guys, thank you very much for listening to the Fear and Beer podcast. Again, this is Nick. This is Seamus. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.